Welcome to Cookies and Cream, a podcast about life, marriage, race, and whatever else we want to talk about. I'm Matt. I'm Maya. And we're a Christian mixed couple. Sharing our experiences one episode at a time. Yo, 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 What's yo, up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's goodie in a hoodie? We're back. We're here. Recording a podcast. What's we up? are. This is the most consistent we've been at all, I think. Since 2021, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since we doing probably it. started it. Yeah, since we started it, probably. So. Yeah. We're doing this, and cheers to us. So mm-hmm. I'm going to drink coffee us. now. It's too late I in the evening to be drinking coffee. That you slurp your coffee. That was ASMR, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, hello, listeners of L Cookies and L Cream. <clears throat> that, um, Cream. <laughs> this has been chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, we are back, and this week we thought we would talk about what? Um, someone requested our birth story. I yes. think it was Parker. Parker? I believe it was Parker that Parker requested Phillips? This. Yes. Of Africa? <laughs> um, yes. Well, and also we've had, I don't remember who this was, but someone else requested a Life as New Parents episode. That was also, let's see, um, Petra and Parker also okay. What's requested up, that. Um, so... So we Shout thought we would y'all. we thought we would combine those mm-hmm. into just one little episode. That's like our birth story, and then what life has been like since we had the baby. Yes, and we are completely like this yeah. is just straight off the dome. We have not written anything nah. down. We came up with this probably thirty minutes ago, off the cuff of the sleeve, um, rolled or decided <laughs> three quarter sleeve. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna more, shoot you. It's time for more coffee. Um. It's 6.15 p.m. on a Monday evening. We're going to release this episode in an hour and a half, so let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. Um, Okay. Well, the birth story, story. that's you because you birthed, (laughs) so (laughs) you can start. um, So there are a lot of holes in my (laughs) memory from this entire journey. That's where I come in, right? Yeah, so that'll be... Well, I guess actually this whole thing kind of starts with me, actually. Yeah. Because, okay. So it, let, does. Let's, let's it does. It does. Start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. What is that? So, wasn't that Sound of Music? Oh, it was. You just sounded weird. So I Didn't sound music. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're going to start at the beginning. We're going to do this. It's not going to be awful. Um, <laughs> the birth story. <laughs> Why are you laughing like that? <laughs> You're about to get cast as the Joker, my dude. Um, <clears throat> okay, so starting from the beginning, we as you were drawing close to like having the baby, you started to have like you were having more consistent like contractions, and you were in a lot of pain, and you were like, "This is this is gonna happen." Like soon. Mm-hmm. this was you were what thirty eight weeks and. Either three or four days. Three or four days, yeah. So we were in just like any any minute mode. Um, and we had all our bags packed and we had all of our like, we were ready to go to the hospital. And at this time, I had a work trip that was supposed to be happening. And we had debated and debated whether or not it was a good idea for me to go. But we decided 
because we were about to have a baby that it would be better to risk it for me to be gone. It was gonna be I was gonna be gone for like just about twenty four hours and I'd be mm-hmm. back. And it was but gonna, six hours. Yeah, away. it was a six hour drive to go on this shoot and then come back. And so we were like, I, th- it, it's better to be gone now than when we have a newborn baby. And if we were like gonna do the shoot, might as well get it out of the way while there wasn't a baby around that needed, you know, mm-hmm. us constantly. Yeah. So there was a lot of praying and just like, yeah, I was extremely anxious about this because I was like, what so if the I. baby comes? What if the baby comes? And I was, yeah, I was really anxious because I was like, I am just gonna have to have my phone on and like be ready to leave at a moment's notice mm-hmm. if. And it would be so so awful if we got there and set all the equipment up, and then in the middle of this like long shoot, I just had to dip and leave. Mm-hmm. And so we were just getting really nervous about that. And the, like you said, we were like praying and just kind of like yeah, trying to see if it was you know a good idea. And then as I was literally, I had all of my film gear packed up, and I had I was about to go leave and go pick up my rental car mm-hmm. to go on this trip. At that moment, my boss called me and said, there is a massive blizzard out in that part of the state. And so we're going to cancel the trip. (laughs) Right. Which was super crazy. And like. Just like such a God thing. It was. He intervened. He did. He did. You know, he mean. Anyway, we. So it was like the biggest like sigh of relief moment where like we just. And here's why. So relieved, yeah. So the night before this happened, it was probably 4 a.m. And I was having contractions, but they weren't consistent at all. So it was just kind of like, okay, so we're gearing up, you know. Um, But at about 4 a.m., I woke up with my entire body itching so badly. Like... I woke up Matthew and I was like, I can't stop scratching myself. I don't know what's well, wrong. And I woke up Something's to you. Something's so wrong right now. And I woke up to you scratching yourself. It was your foot that you were scratching so hard that I was afraid you were literally about to break the skin and hurt yourself because you were scratching so hard. Yeah, it was like, I don't, I just, I have never felt that way. <laughs> I had never felt what that was, but I was like freaking out, looking stuff up, like what is happening right now? And I this was is not out normal. For you. Yeah. And there was one other thing. Um, wasn't it was just, it a like, bad headache? It was a bad headache, and you were really dizzy. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I went back to sleep finally, and the next morning I woke up and my headache was worse. I had a bad headache, and I just was feeling really weird, off, you know. And so, um, Matthew went to work that morning. And encouraged me after the can- trip had been canceled. No, I, not yet. It hadn't been canceled yet. And encouraged me to call my midwives and basically say, like, "Hey, this is happening." Yeah, and so it was so weird because he wanted me to call. I guess you. You wanted me to call. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "I'm probably fine. I'm not having consistent control. I'm fine." And you were like, "Call them." So I went ahead and called them and. They were like, okay, the nurse answered and was like, okay, um, that definitely sounds weird. Um, Something not right. Let me talk to the midwives and get back to you, basically. And then after that, I think Matthew's trip was canceled. And so, yeah, my trip was canceled. 
and I was <clears throat> immensely relieved. Mm-hmm. And I just like put all my gear back away in storage. Yeah. Got all like, you just got up, got dressed and went to work mm-hmm. at my desk. And then. Yeah. And then they called me back and they were like, hey, um, that definitely sounds like something is wrong. Um, so go ahead and come in. It was about like 1130-ish at this time. This is 11 the o'clock. maddest <laughs> I've been at you. Anyway, go ahead. It was 11 o'clock <laughs> and they were like, yeah, go ahead and come in. Since you're so far along, go ahead and bring your bags just in case. Um, and I was like, okay, sounds good. Um, I'll come in. And then um, I took a nap. <laughs> like a two hour nap. It was an way. hour. I went to sleep. Without sharing this information with me, <laughs> just said, oh, all right, cool. I might be having the baby. Um, yeah, I went to sleep, and then I woke up an hour later. Actually, I didn't even wake up. You came in the room, and you were like, hey, did they ever call you back? Oh, you're right. And I was like, oh, yeah, they told me to go ahead and come in and bring our bags, because we might have to be induced. <laughs> I was like, What? And I was like, how long ago did they tell you this? And you were like, oh, like 11. And it was like 1230 at this point. And I was like, what? And uh, so. Okay. We, you we, we will were, never be pregnant and you will never understand the exhaustion of pregnancy in general. But that third trimester when everything hurts and yeah. is heavy and it's just, oh my gosh. So you were just like, I need sleep. Yes. I was like, I care more about getting sleep that i do about going to the hospital right now and i know i won't get any sleep once we go to the hospital if we're induced so i'm getting a nap it's just you're lucky that nothing happened in that hour i am (laughs) i'm very lucky but i understand reckless abandon is what we were going at that way but anyway so we got up he got mad at me um (laughs) he got mad at me And then we basically grabbed our bags and left. Yep. Kind of put everything together, put the house together and left. And um, so this was, this was very like, literally, I we had, we're supposed to have this trip. And within three or four hours of when this thing got canceled, I was like messaging my work team saying like, yo, so we're going to the hospital right now. We might uh, be having a baby today. Yeah. And I'll so, keep you updated. So, and thank, I'm so thankful for them because they were everyone in my job was like literally don't think about work don't even give it a thought like just go focus on your wife go to the hospital do what you need to do so we hopped in the car and put the house together by the way is um a huge exaggeration we threw all the dishes in the sink and left (laughs) threw all the blankets on the couch yeah yeah that's like what it was basically so our house was a mess which was very stressful but Honestly, I don't think that it hit me that we might actually be having the baby. So I just kind of was like, we'll clean it up later and then probably yeah. go back to the hospital in like right. three days. Exactly. That was kind of where I was too. And uh, yeah, so I mean, we just hopped in the car and just went and parked and went in like pretty, it was very normal. Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. we weren't in a state of, and I think we were both in like a little bit of denial. Well, it wasn't even denial. It was mostly like, it's very likely not going to happen today because if we get our hopes up, and think yeah, it's going to happen today. It won't happen today. Well, and today. also another thing is that that's with a hospital in general. Anytime that you call, especially like the people who are, 
you know, trying to determine if your baby is healthy, they're going to tell you if anything's wrong just to come in, just right. like, to come see them and just see come to triage. And so, yeah, we, we had done this like three or four other times just for random things that were going wrong with your pregnancy. And so it was very just like, it felt like the exact same thing we had done all those times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So we get checked in. Um, they check all our vitals and everything. Hour. They check my vitals. Well, like, I guess me and Ezzy's. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't. I wasn't having nothing. <laughs> they check my vitals and everything. They make sure Ezra's good, and they can see that there are contractions on the little monitor monitor thing, but um, they're not huge. They're not super consistent. Um, but my blood pressure is really elevated. Spiked. Um, bad. Yeah, and so they keep testing it, and it keeps you know being high. So it was going up to every test. It wasn't like it was just staying high. It was like it was getting worse. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember. Um, there go the holes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't even know how long, maybe five, like it was a good, so I mean, like they were three just three or four hours. Yeah. They were, cause you were in triage and they were just kind of coming in and out running tests on you and stuff. And we were kind of like noticing that the, First of all, it was the actual midwife team that was coming in to check on you. Mm-hmm. And it was like, usually when in those situations, it was more just like a triage nurse that would be. So we were like, oh, so they're taking this seriously. And mm-hmm. then also something that I kept noticing, but you were kind of just like, whatever, was that they, I kept noticing that they would be kind of like right before they came into your little bay area. I could see them standing outside, kind of like huddled together. Deliberating. Yeah. Like they were like whispering. They were like, whatever. And I was like, why are they doing that? And uh, so, yeah, probably like three or four hours, like you said. And then they came in and what did they say? Basically, they were like, so um, based on everything that's happening with you right now, um, we definitely think that you have preeclampsia, which was new and had just popped up in like that day because, or a couple you, because of days. you had not like you'd been tested for that multiple times and did not have it yeah i was completely fine up until that point um in my pregnant my entire pregnancy um and then cholestasis colos colostasis i think i think it's e is it i think oh. cholestasis this does not matter it doesn't um it has something to do with your liver and it was the reason i was itchy yeah that was another thing that was kind of presenting itself so basically they were like so we're gonna go ahead and induce you. Yeah. Today. Right now. Yeah. We're gonna move you <laughs> to a room and induce you. And I looked at them and I was like, Oh, that oh. Uh, oh. Wait. Uh, Hold up. <laughs> you had to look at me and like make sure you were awake and that it was real. I'm like Yeah. You know, um <laughs> in Parks and Rec, Tom, when you sometimes you like look at his face and he's got that big stupid smile on his face that was matthew i was like (laughs) well i didn't know the giant smile and the eyes wide just uh." i was excited but i also just got so anxious so i was like oh yeah and so it was like they were like this is something we want to do now and so they started like moving you yeah they were like um go get your bags from the car yeah so like literally (laughs) they're moving you to a mother and baby room and i was yeah yeah, or yeah to a a delivery room and i was like running out to the car literally running and like on the phone with my parents and your mom and like uh, other people just being like okay so this is what's happening 
and it's go time i know and i was like and i also like we i have way too many bags to carry myself mm-hmm. so i had like three sling bags over my shoulder like pulling my neck down and I, it was stupid but we got like i got there we got settled and then so i guess they, we should talk about the emotions because, yeah because i think that's probably like a huge part of it um so for me i was very i don't know my emotions were just really weird because i was in shock a little bit and kind of like the entire time i'd been in denial like matthew would say i think it's happening today i think it's happening today and i'd be like i really don't like it's very likely not this is just not it's not gonna happen and it's so almost when like they were, we're like, an optimist and a pessimist that's weird i have trauma okay <laughs> <laughs> and i have happy trauma do you think that exists no i'm kidding <laughs> continue um i just had a awful pain in my chest and it's probably a heart attack um but anyway won't ignore that take a nap i don't know <laughs> i'm not gonna comment on that um still too fresh <laughs> but anyway i was very much in denial and once they finally said it was happening i was excited because i was like you finally this were able to is finally like- gonna be over i don't want to be pregnant anymore i i just i'm so tired of being pregnant and i'm ready for it to be over but i also was like i gotta push this baby out of me oh my gosh okay yeah um and it was in that moment that i realized i had not prepared enough for that part like the emotional part of that or like the actual i have to do this the physical part i had not prepared i had not done enough of the figuring out how to breathe and the um mindset fixing yeah. and the whatever else you're supposed to do i don't know i didn't do enough of that at all and so like, we just kind of chilled yeah i was just kind of like mm, all right it's go time and i don't really know what uh this entails and also i was freaking out because i did not want to be induced like you would actually that was one like, of my biggest things i did not want to be induced you had told me so many times like unless it's like a medical like necessity please don't let me get an induction i think maybe you had been scared that you would just like want it to be over and like ask Mm -hmm. for them to induce you but this was like this was the scenario that was the only time that you actually would have wanted to go through with an induction so yeah um the whole process honestly was so much just god like testing my reliance on him and rooting out my reliance on myself Mm. because and my need to control things because ezzy what's up ez what you talking about that was me (laughs) (laughs) because um my birth plan was pretty much Except for not wanting to have a C-section, I think almost everything else that I wanted to happen or didn't want to happen was the opposite. Either Mm -hmm. did or didn't happen, you know? And so I think that, yeah, God just was very specifically like, yo, take a seat, please. Like when you're done. Oh, Ezzy, what's the matter? Are you fussing, Bubba? It's okay. It's okay. 
There you go. Um, but yeah, so I was very, I was kind of freaking out because I was like, I did not want to be induced. I haven't researched induction. I don't know what goes into this because I wasn't going to be induced. I don't know. Like I just, I, this is all new territory that I didn't even prepare for because I knew it wasn't going to happen. So what, I guess just for the, the folks out in the world, what was like, what happened? How did they do it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, uh, we went up to the delivery room, um, and they were like, you're not going to be able to eat for 12 hours after we start this. So, um, and they told you, and really you should not eat now either, but no, they were letting me eat before. I thought, I thought you had like one nurse that was like, I'm going to get you something to eat, even though they had told you like, you really shouldn't. No, the midwives told me I could. They were like, oh. you need to eat before because right, once mind. we start, you cannot eat anything but, mm-hmm. but clear liquids, I think. Um, so, yeah, they I ate something beforehand. Um, and then, which was like probably an hour from start to finish. And then they were like, okay, you ready? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. So, the way they did it, they started with a medication called Cervidil, I think. Yeah. Which was like... Is an IV? No. No. Cervidil was like, um, if you've ever seen like quarter inch elastic, um, it looked like that. It looked like probably a foot of that. Um, and they basically pushed it up inside of me. And I don't know if it hooked onto something. I couldn't really tell, but it, huh. I feel like it was just a string that just sat there. Um, but whatever it was, I guess it was saturated in the medicine or something i don't know but that was what they did and it just sat there for 12 hours um and then after that was over uh they took it out and they checked to see how far along i was another mm-hmm. thing that i did not want at all i did not want to be checked constantly the cervical checks? I, yes yeah. i just was like i do not want that and another thing that i ended up you know then after the 12 hours they took it out did the check um and then they put me on pitocin um, and that was the IV, right? Yes, that was, that was the, the IV okay. medication, um, which basically starts contractions. Uh, the Cervidil is to uh, get your cervix to soften mm. um, and get you dilated, I believe. And the Pitocin is to start contractions as he's eating and he's very loud. <laughs> yeah. What else about it? What are you trying to say? Is it good? Is it? Bubba. You say hi to the podcast? <laughs> um. So yeah, after the 12 hours, they put you on that, but they were checking you and you were not very dilated. You were like two centimeters dilated after the 12 hours. And they were like, um, what is like, you know, are we going to have to wait longer or whatever? And then... Also, well, let's talk about that 12 hours, first of all. That's, yeah, that's important. Um, So, it was from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. was this 12 hours, right? Like 645, 645. 6 p.m. What day was your son born? January 29th. What? January 26th. Oh! January 25th. We're leaving that in there. 6 p.m. You said six it was and, so much confidence. Six and nine are January flipped, 29th. Man. Six and nine Duh. are just upside down, man. Duh. 
Sorry, shut up. <laughs> anyway, January 25th at 6 p.m. The stage is set. University it's of January Kansas 20, Hospital. It's January 29th, shut 2023. Up. Happy birthday, son. <laughs> shut up. 2023. <sighs> You're annoying. Go ahead. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so it was about 6.45 p.m. Um, and I had just finished eating and they started the first medication and so that was um awful is the best (laughs) word for that uh was that because of the medication or just because you were having contractions though so it actually is a thing that the pain of labor when you're induced tends to be worse than if you go into labor naturally gotcha um yeah that just is a thing and so this is hard to relive because this is terrible (laughs) but um yeah so the first couple hours were fine i was starting to have contractions and i felt it um but you know it was just kind of like bad period cramps you know it was fine um but they got worse and worse and worse and worse and i was trying to get sleep um and it was really hard to get sleep Mm. um and it was just very stressful the whole thing was very stressful i couldn't sleep i was in like so much pain the kind of pain where you can't sit still you have to like walk and then you have to sit down and you have to lay down and then get up yeah you were like changing positions every 30 seconds yeah i was moving the bed i had the peanut ball i was like walking with my little monitor every time i had to get up to go to the bathroom because i'm pregnant and i'm having contractions so my bladder is just being pressed upon constantly every single time i had to take the little monitor off me, the contraction monitor, and take all the um, cords with me and the little cart with my IV on. It was just the worst. It was the worst. You um, like call the nurse in every time you needed to go to the bathroom for help. By the end, I was able to do it myself, but yeah, it was really annoying. Um, and then I was like moving the entire bed, taking the middle section out so I could like kneel down in front of it and like I, just so many different positions, right? Also, I'm exhausted because at this point it's probably like from i don't even know it got the worst it got at like a little after midnight i think yeah i was about to say maybe like like one or two one or two a.m and there was one point where my dumb self fell asleep well we were both getting sleep but there was a point where i asked you to wake up oh and i like was like i'm sleeping i'm asleep yeah yeah you were you were pretty mad at me about that rightfully so yeah i was just I mean, we yeah. were both very exhausted, but because we hadn't slept very ni- well the night before. Yeah, but you were in labor. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's you know. Um, sorry, but anyway, yeah, like it was it was pretty bad. It was emotionally it was awful, but physically it was just yeah awful. <laughs> and so then at, at you know, like labor. probably around that time when it was getting that bad, that was when you started to discuss bring up the idea of maybe getting an epidural Mm -hmm. another thing that was on my birth plan is i don't want this i can do it myself you were like i want i want natural i want whatever yeah i was just like god made my body to be able to do this i can do it without the epidural could i have done it without the epidural i really think i could have but girl (laughs) girl. i really Um, think i could have done it and like I would have gotten through it. I wouldn't have blacked out from pain. But the thing that you the thing that I was encouraging you about was but why? 
right i don't have to, to prove something yeah like you don't have or... to prove anything to anybody like there's no one evaluating this it's just like this is for your this is your comfort that we're talking about you know yeah um and also because you had like very specifically on your birth plan said i don't want an epidural i did the thing that um Locke does in lost <laughs> where i said all right you have to ask me three times if you are like that's what you've decided then throughout the night i want you to ask me three times before i am like i think it's a good idea because i did i just i wanted to make sure that you weren't like gonna regret it after you realized that like it was just a reaction to the pain or whatever but right you eventually were like third time you were like okay i want it. i don't even know if i got to the third time i might, might have been just, the second time i've been like you might no, have given I've, me a death I've clear decided. yeah i've been decided like, i'm kidding you. yeah as it got worse and worse i just thought more and more about it and i was like not only is this going to get worse over the rest of this 12 hours, but then they're going to put me on Pitocin, which increases the contractions. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't do that. And I it, don't want to do that. And again, it's like, why Why not? Like, what's the actual reason not to? Get an epidural, yeah. And you're like, um, because I want to feel like I did it now. You know, just like, yeah, not a re- any reasons that like, it wasn't protecting your health at all to not. It was basically just, you know. Yeah, so, so I ended up, after the 12 hours was over, um, I ended up asking for the epidural, Yeah, which was, oh my gosh, it was so lucky. The time that I asked for it was like probably 20 minutes before they were about to go into a C-section, and they wouldn't have been able to give it to me for a while if oh, yeah. I had I asked for that. it any later. Um, so they were able to come in like right away and give me the epidural right before we started the Pitocin. And I was like, yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And once it actually hit me, I was so happy. I th- did I cry? Yeah. I think you, I think you literally like, cause it was, it was about like 15 minutes maybe after they like put it in that it really like started to work its way down and like really help you and you were like i i think you did cry i'm pretty sure i cried from just relief (laughs) because the amount of pain i was in i was just like i don't know what to do right now i don't know how people handle this this is awful yeah and the reason that i said earlier that you were only dilated to two centimeters after the night oh yeah was because then once you got the epidural and was put on pitocin conked out oh i was knocked for like four hours, probably three, four hours. Yeah, you just like well, yeah. It, well, because you get the epidural at like seven. Yeah, and then and we, but we had them at almost one. It was like twelve fifty eight. You probably so it was probably like maybe like a four hour nap. Yeah, and <laughs> I would literally like the whole night. You had been so restless, and I looked over when you were sleeping after the epidural, and it was like you were dead <laughs> you were a log <laughs> you were like oh my gosh it was so funny so i just yeah. like sat there and watched netflix on my phone and kind of like food and yeah i had i had food. Oh, also that was another thing was that in the morning we were able to eat like i was able to eat room service food and you, while you were sleeping and getting the rest you needed mm-hmm. i was able to like gather my myself mm-hmm. and like calm down enough so that like by the time you woke up i was able to be like there and i was yeah, okay. present 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 um so yeah that nap was amazing because that little button the little button you press to get more Give me more no hurdy juice 
<laughs> Not no hurdy juice. Um, I love that little button. Every that little button's minutes. my bestie. Um, yeah, there were more juice, please. The only thing was, I fell asleep and you fell asleep. Went too long. Went too long without clicking the button, and so I woke up and I could feel the pain again, and it was getting bad. So I was like, I kept trying to press no. it. I was like, I can't wait for 15 minutes. I don't want to feel this. Override. Override system. <laughs> and so you woke up and you were dilated to a nine after yeah. the nap. <laughs> yeah. And, and they were like, oh, um, yeah, I think it was a 10 actually, wasn't it? Oh, maybe it was. Yeah. It basically, was either, when they yeah. checked me after I woke up from my nap or they woke me up from my nap, they were like, oh, oh. Oh, call the midwives. <laughs> it's not time to push. Like, literally. Yeah. Um, they were like, don't push yet. Hold it in. <laughs> yeah. Basically. They were just basically holding it. In. I was yeah. like, um, I think I need to push. And they were like, no, wait. Call the midwives. <laughs> and you were like, well, it's coming. So. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll wait to push the baby out of me. I'll wait. <laughs> it's fine. He's been in there for nine months. He can wait a couple can more minutes. He wait a couple more minutes. Can he? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so they came, and I pushed four times for, like, 15 minutes total. He was out. I didn't really feel much except for pressure. Love an epidural. I'm just... I so recommend the epidural. Wonders of modern medicine, baby. Like, once I got over my thing about it and was able to get it, it was just the best thing ever and i don't regret it at all there's not a single part of me that's like i wish i wouldn't have gotten it i wish i would have tried no i'm a holistic person i want to be one with the earth yeah it wasn't even that (laughs) it wasn't even that it was it was just like i know i'm capable of doing it without it that's fine why do you have to though if you want if you really want to not get the epidural don't get the epidural but like if you want it get it it's amazing i suggest it but you know either way is perfectly good and fine but watching how you slept after you got that thing i'm like get it yeah yeah but anyway um so yeah i pushed for 15 minutes and he was out um i don't really remember it like the whole time of pushing i don't really remember that because i was just that was not a sentence (laughs) i don't remember the whole time of pushing (laughs) i don't remember i don't time remember push the whole 15 minutes i just remember i just see like glimpses of you know pushing i think i remember one specific push and then that's really much i saw the whole thing so i can't not remember it now let's uh matthew yeah tell us about your experience seeing um the baby come out well okay so it it was like first of all you because of the night because of the night before and how little you slept and all the pain you'd been in and everything. And then I guess, was it because of also, because of the, um, Pitocin? No, no, it was because they gave you magnesium. I hadn't, I don't think they'd put me on magnesium yet. Whatever it was, you, the moment that you had him, you couldn't stay awake. Oh yeah, I must have been on magnesium. I think then. they put you on magnesium for your preeclampsia by, by then. Because you had him and you like literally could like you fell asleep and they couldn't you couldn't even wake up to answer questions like they mm-hmm. would try to stir you awake and you would kind of be like Ugh. you're ahead of yourself. I asked you I what know. was it like during I'm talking about that. No, so. you're <laughs> I'm so sorry that I'm so annoying. <laughs> I'm just going to stare at you. 
<laughs> See, let me talk. I'm just kidding. Um, no, so the moment that you had him, you passed out. And so I didn't like the throughout the whole process of you pushing, I was pretty much okay. You know, like I was just kind of like holding your hand and I was trying to like encourage you and just like I was right next to you. And I like when you when he came out and they put him up on your chest and everything, like it was really, really cool and I was able to get like see him and touch him and he like opened his eyes and he was looking at us and stuff. Immediately held up his head. Yeah, he immediately put up his head like a toddler. <laughs> and um then I like was able to take some little photos and videos of him right away and all that. It was really cool. But that part is almost a blur because after that I was alone with him for like three hours mm-hmm. because you were knocked out. Your body was completely done and you were on the magnesium. And so my overwhelming emotion that I recall from it is just like fear mm-hmm. and anxiety because I was like, this is the most beautiful thing ever. And I'm like holding my son. Like they, you know, got like cut the cord and got him swallowed up and handed him to me and everything. And so I was like holding him and I was kind of like calling people just to let them know that we had had him and like it was, he was okay, but you were just like dead asleep and I couldn't wake you up and I couldn't get to you. <laughs> and so they're like coming in and doing his measurements and weight and giving him his first little like vaccination thing. And it was like, I was so scared because I didn't know if you were okay. And there was not a nurse in there for you. They were all for him. Mm-hmm. And they were all like, you know, specifically dealing with, with him. And so I was like, I couldn't get anyone to tell me if you were okay or not. And they didn't really prepare us or me for the fact that the magnesium would knock you out like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was just afraid for like the first <laughs> good while. Mm-hmm. And so the honestly, what I remember is less like him actually coming out and more just those few hours. Mm. Because in that process, they moved us to a different room. And so mm-hmm. I was trying to... Which this is like the one thing that I feel like they really failed at, which was that I was holding him, like literally swallowed holding him. And they asked me, (laughs) with you asleep, to collect all of our stuff and put it on this cart so that we could move to another room because they had to get us out of that room. And so I was like frantically trying to go around and like pick up the room and they had all left and (laughs) they like kept coming back in like, are you ready? Are you ready? And I was like, not yet, not yet. Hold on. And so... And I don't remember any of this. Like, I was not awake for this yeah, at like, all. Yeah, like, when they, they literally, like... I didn't know this. Me and the nurse, like, picked you up off the bed and turned you around and put you into a wheelchair. I did wake up enough to remember that. Yeah? Yes. Like, because I remember them being like, can you feel your legs? Um, you were kind of like... Uh, and I could feel them enough to, like, step and turn around to sit in the wheelchair thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it was just... It was honestly that. It was, like, I didn't really have the moment the like oh my gosh, that's my child. Like, that's the most amazing miracle ever moment until like probably four or five hours after he was born Mm -hmm. when you started to wake up a little bit and we started to be able to like sit down and collect ourselves and our thoughts a little bit. And so, I don't know. It was not a positive experience for me (laughs) at first, at least. Yeah, I, um, I hate that. I know you're fine now, but oh, yeah. I, I really dealt with like, not guilt, but just being really upset that it was so like scary for you for so long. I mean, yeah, like no, there was not, it was outside of anyone's control, but yeah. I, 
do think that maybe the nurses could have done a better job of understanding and seeing like how much was on me at once and trying to, you know. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, um, it wasn't about me. And so I was kind of like anything that I needed, I felt a little bit guilty, like asking them for it. Cause they, I felt like they would just be like, you're the dad, you're fine. Yeah. And so I don't know. Yeah. The, um, labor and delivery nurses were very much like, this is the one thing that needs to get done. We have to get it done. We have to get it done. We have to get it done. And I think the maternity floor nurses were much better at like, Izzy. You think so, buddy? You think so? We're much better at like actually being there for us and like the emotional aspect and actually listening to questions well yeah. and things like that. Um, I I think that from for me from my perspective, and I think you probably agree, the experience did not turn to a positive one until we were settled into the mother and baby recovery room. After that, yeah, I honestly. Don't know. This whole part is where it gets really fuzzy for me. Yeah. Because I remember them putting him on my belly. And I remember them... I remember him kind of like inching his way up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I don't remember anything. I know that there are pictures of me breastfeeding him for the first time. I do not remember it at all. Yeah, because um, that was in the delivery room that you mm-hmm. breastfed him for the first time. Yeah, I literally, I did not know that that happened until you showed me a picture weeks later. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I breastfed him there. I don't remember that. Um, when does it come back? You know, I'm not sure. I remember shaking so much. I remember, that's a thing that happens when you have a baby sometimes. Um, the I think it's a sudden drop in hormones makes your body shake ridiculously um so i was it's almost like really really intense shivering is what it's kind of like like you um, really bad chills or something yeah but just constant shivering mm. like to the point where i was like i couldn't i didn't feel like i could hold things and um i was just extremely uncomfortable so that was very frustrating um and i thought something was wrong too yeah um but yeah let's see I remember the shaking. I remember getting in the wheelchair to go to the recovery room. And then I remember, I think, getting in the bed in the recovery room. And I don't really remember much else from that day. Like, I see glimpses of, like, nurses. Yeah. And um, I do remember, though, that I did not want to hold Ezra. And it scared me a lot. But I just, whatever was happening with me emotionally, I just felt so down and I felt so scared Mm. um, because I didn't remember anything. And I felt guilty because I hadn't been there and I felt like I should have been. I felt like I Mm. wasn't there for him or for you. Um, And in these first precious moments of his life i was barely there and i felt like so you felt like you had like failed him was that how you felt yeah i think so and so because of that i didn't want to hold him i just felt like i would i don't don't even know really but i was just like you kept asking me like okay do you want to hold him and i'd just be like no i don't want to hold him Mm -hmm. i do remember that um and i just remember feeling so sad and so down 
um, and just fearful. Um, but yeah, I think it probably would have helped a lot if we had been much more intentional with like our spiritual lives during it, you know, like with our spiritual disciplines, with yeah, reading, with praying, with, you know, playing worship <clears throat> music, things like that. I think that probably would have helped a yeah. lot, but I didn't, I didn't even really have the presence of mind to think about that. Is that a word, a phrase, presence of mind? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that, I do remember that and that, that feeling. I remember being uncomfortable um, just because there's so much happening physically. Um, and it all changes like in literally an instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I remember that night uh, I was bleeding too much. And I just kept, kept like having to change everything because I was bleeding a lot. Mm -hmm. And that basically they were like, I think you're hemorrhaging. And so they, basically there were a couple of different times where I like, I couldn't breathe and my, um, I was like shivering and, um, I think I still had the headache. My preeclampsia did not go away after I had the baby. Mm-hmm. So you're still on the magnesium. Yeah. So I was still in the magnesium, still like super out of it. Um, and I was bleeding too much and just everything was going wrong. And so there were like two or three different times where like a bunch of doctors and nurses swarmed into mm-hmm. my room and were like trying to figure stuff out. And I had an EKG and I had um, like so much happening. Because what, so what was it that they, because they were worried that there was a certain thing that could happen to you if you had too much of the magnesium and your body wasn't able to process it. Was it, was it something with your liver? Like I don't they, remember. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about? Like no. they kept, they kept checking you to make sure that something that like there wasn't some really, really bad side effect from the magnesium. And that was oh, like. Oh, I do. Re- I do vaguely remember that, <clears throat> but I don't know what the thing was. Yeah, I don't know either, but that was scary. I remember at one point they had like a really high level like doctor from another department come in. Yeah, like a physician come in. Yeah, and he was like looking at, and he was like doing the whole really like fancy medical jargon thing where he was like, give me 30 cc's and blah, blah, blah. It was kind of a panicky thing. Yeah, and just, yeah, it was just hard, honestly. It was just hard and it was, um, scary mm-hmm. and it was exhausting and yeah I don't even remember everything that was wrong um I know at one point they put these like little things on my legs like lower legs and feet that were like massaging them and kind of like compressing them or something was it to keep it from clotting was it to prevent blood clots was that why it might have been I don't know I just remember those or at um, one point you had a really bad blood clot that they had to remove. You remember that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they were doing. I wasn't like going to say that because it feels gross, but I don't think that's. that's I don't know. <laughs> um, and they they were doing the like they kept having to come in and press on your stomach to oh, check on yes. your bleeding. That is awful. Uh, you just had a baby, and they're pressing on your stomach to make sure that your uterus is going back down to size, <clears throat> and. It hurts so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it I was, hurts. I was watching them do that to you, and I was like, I am so sorry. That's horrible. Yeah. It sucked. 
Um, and then, but I mean, in all of this, the silver lining is that Ezra was perfect. He yeah. had no health problems, no complications at all. He passed every single test. His circumcision went well. Every, yeah, all of his levels and stuff were coming back just like top of the charts. Everything was good. And um, so it's kind of nice because it we kind of have come to look at it like you went through all of that stuff so that he could be born with nothing, like with just mm-hmm. born perfect. Yeah. And healthy. It's worth it. And if, I mean, from what they told us, if you had waited any longer to go in, like if you had not gotten induced, if that cholestasis and preeclampsia had progressed for any longer, he probably would have had complications with his health and it could have hurt him. So mm. it was completely So God. maybe don't take the nap, but uh, it's okay. no, he was fine. He, I, it wasn't that urgent. Um, but like if it had been days but, more. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, and then after that, it was, we were there for five days total. So, we went in on a Tuesday, and it was a Saturday when we came home. And to me, I mean, so after that first night, the second day was pretty, like, was still, like, they were really, really monitoring you. But then, I think it was after the second night that things really calmed down. And that they were, like, it was a lot less urgent. We finally got to, like, have some time to bond with Ezzy. And you were like learning and improving your breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of like, we started just kind of coasting like we were ordering food and eating and watching HGTV. Mm -hmm. And it was, ended up becoming a relaxing time. Like the last couple of days, at least, Mm -hmm. ended up becoming a really nice little, like, felt like kind of a vacation. If you can tell, my energy has gone down. I think this is harder than I thought it would be. To go back over the whole story. Emotionally and... Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I'm like... I don't even know if I would say emotional. I think I'm just... It's draining. Well, we're through it now. Yeah. Yeah, we went home. We took him home after... Um, after five days in the hospital. And that was terrifying <laughs> because... We were so excited until the second we pulled up to our house. Yeah, we were literally like... It was actually, it was very funny. Like we, we had like a collective panic attack as we were driving up to our house because we were like, we just started arguing. Yeah. We just got like all, yeah, we started fighting with each other. We started being all like anxious and just like uh, on edge about stuff because it was, we had no idea what to do now. (laughs) We were like, we just have him. Like he's just here with us. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this, this fragile little life and we don't have the nurses around. Like they can't take him during the night if they need to. And so. It was just um, that was very hard. And then after, thankfully, like we talked about in our last episode, but all the people from the church that helped us out, and like we just finally were able to settle into a rhythm after it was probably a week before we actually like mm-hmm. really felt like we knew what was up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if we missed anything. Um, the last couple of days, <clears throat> I don't really remember what days were what. I don't either. But it's like a blur. Um, I do remember the lactation consultants were amazing, um, and helped a lot with figuring out how to breastfeed and how to do it well. Um, Ronisha and what was the other lady's name? Was it Polly? Yeah. Polly. Yeah. And Cindy. Cindy was fine. Cindy was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you're listening, shout out Cindy. (laughs) Uh, you're nice. Nice lady. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
no she was nice she 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 helped a lot um but yeah the, the lactation consultants were amazing like we said in our last episode um matthew's parents came while we were there and cleaned our house and our laundry that helped so much oh my gosh yeah um because like i said we did not have time to clean before we left we just were kind of like oh we'll come back and do it <laughs> yeah so getting home to a clean house was amazing it really was um <laughs> Oh, as he's getting sleepy. Yay, go to sleep. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Halfway through, I had my mom bring bring me um my breastfeeding pillow, and that was awesome because I ordered it in the hospital. <laughs> um, and she was able to come meet Ezzy too, and just kind of spend some time. And like, I think that that helped you too emotionally having your mom there for. It did a lot. It's raining outside right now, by the way. That's why there's pitter patter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it helped a lot to have my mom there. Um, things is that we would do differently. Yeah. I would make sure that you have someone in the hospital with you. Because you were there to support me. Yeah. But no one was there to support you. And so in that time where I was gone, where I was asleep and you like you had nobody there to make sure you were good, to help you through, to just talk to, to spend time. Like, there was nobody there for you. Um, and we decided we wanted it to just be the two of us. But I would at least have somebody on standby for yeah. you in the future. And I would probably, I don't even know. I think just the way that we, um, I just, I, I know now a little bit more of like what you need like looking back at it i know there were times where you needed me to like sit down and not be in there because there was so much going on and i wasn't helping by asking questions and talking (laughs) and there were times where it was the opposite Mm -hmm. um so it was definitely you've used the word traumatic oh for sure it was like it was what a very very emotionally intense few days Mm -hmm. um but Lord got us through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you'd do differently? I don't think so. I would have just tried. Oh, I would bring my own um, <laughs> ibuprofen and Tylenol. Because let me tell y'all, I was on ibuprofen and I was on Tylenol mm-hmm. for my headaches. Because the preeclampsia did not go away for the whole time, almost. And I was on Robitussin because I had a cough that it, yeah. whatever. Why did they charge me? Four dollars per dose of ibuprofen and per dose of Tylenol. That's so that is stupid. ridiculous for something I have in my closet that I paid maybe six dollars for a bottle of one hundred and fifty. Uh, what? They got to make their money, I guess. It was so frustrating when I saw the bill. So yeah. I would bring my own, and I'd be like, "Hey, I'm telling you that I have it. You can tell me when to take it. Don't ever bring me medicine. Just don't, <laughs> because." I won't take it. Yeah. I won't take it. I'll let you know that I have my own. I know it's not medically advised. I'll sign the paper, but I will not be paying $4 for two ibuprofen. Yeah. No. That is ridiculous. Yeah. So I bring my own. Um, Yeah. I'm sure we could do a whole episode on things we would do again, like would and wouldn't do again as far as like what we bring to the hospital and packing our bags and stuff like that um we could do a whole episode on that but yeah. i don't know i think it's it happened yeah 
you could always you could look back and find you know we could, you could pick it apart forever but there's no reason to because you can't change the past no um we can move on to the what our life is like with the baby we can do we want to do it it's been lo- pretty long yeah let's just do it just do it okay so i guess starting with like adjusting to having a baby in just our everyday life like what has that been like for you specifically well um he is 14 weeks now three months yeah three and a half months um that's important um so we've had some time to kind of adjust for me i guess for me and not for us just for me Mm -hmm. it has been a lot mainly because of the emotional aspect Mm. like there is this huge shift in how independent i am there's Mm. this huge shift in when i can do what um that i wasn't all the way expecting yeah like i expected you know I heard all the time, sleep when the baby sleeps and you'll be tired and things like that. But I just, I guess I didn't fully prepare or even know to prepare for, and I don't think I could have anyway, for the anxiety that I had mm. when he went to sleep because I didn't know when he'd wake up again and I didn't know mm. if I'd have time yeah, to do anything. So I just sit there anxious until he woke up again. That was a big thing at first that you, it really was. yeah, I remember that. And um, the not knowing if I can go take a shower because what if he wakes up while I'm in the shower? And I I think I also didn't expect the, um, I guess, the imbalance of the weight on me versus you. Mm. And I, I wouldn't even say it's an imbalance, even though it feels that way sometimes. It's just a very different weight. Yeah. Like the weight that we each feel is extremely different. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes it feels like you're not feeling it mm-hmm. because you're not feeling what I'm feeling. Well, I'm not because really I'm not, hard. I don't have, I'm not like, I didn't deliver him and I'm not breastfeeding him. And so mm-hmm. the like emotional tie that you feel to him, like the literal, like, this is like part of me thing that you feel. Mm-hmm. And like the thing where like if you have him in the bed with you, like you can't roll over on him because you feel him in that way. Like that's just not something that I have. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I think I meant more like that's true, but I think I meant more like just the weight of him I don't and know what you of mean. being there for him and of oh everything you do having something to do with him. I can't just get up and leave right i have to either figure out if i can leave him with you while you're at work or i have to take him with me and that's its own process i have to anytime i want to go somewhere i have to think okay well it's been this long since he's eaten and i think it'll take too long and i have to wait the 30 minutes for him to eat again before i can leave and at that point it'll be you know um and just things like that i think the mental weight that just being a mom has on me is much more than I expected it to be. Um, And that's what I mean. It's just, it can be frustrating that you don't have that. Um, You're not constantly thinking about it. You're not constantly 
your brain isn't constantly like going trying to figure out everything and plan everything and coordinate everything that's true to make sure that he's good and some of it's just anxiety for me um but yeah 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 i have other things that are taking up my the same like because i mean we always you know we say like that that's that's like right now that's your full-time job Mm -hmm. is like you're nursing him and you're like he's and also right now he's going through a big um separation anxiety phase Mm-hmm. and so he's like kind of tied to you mm-hmm. and he just does not want to be away from you but um yeah i th- for me it was very going back to work was really hard i had a i took a week of uh patern of paternity leave and going back was <laughs> extremely extremely hard just like i had spent all the time we were in the hospital and then all the time we were at home just with you and with him and we had like started really finding a rhythm and like this the even like getting food and doing stuff around the house like i was able to take pretty much all of that off of you while you were recovering and then one day i was just unavailable from eight to five basically and the benefit of working from home is that i can be like if you need to leave him with me you can or if you need me to come help you with something really quick i can but it was very like it was hard especially at first when you were not physically recovered yet Cause you like really couldn't walk up and down the stairs like at all. <laughs> so oh, man, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Just the physical, like your body took a while to get back to <laughs> not even like a hundred percent, but just like to uh, being able to function and like yeah. move around and prepare yourself lunch, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and so that for me, the hardest part was, was that like, because I mean, not, you know, not to say that, I'm like completely like detached from him or from caring for him, changing his diapers, doing all that stuff. That's a big part of it, of what I'm doing too. But because of your, um, your, your being his mom and you're breastfeeding him and stuff, what ended up falling to me was like everything else. <laughs> so I'm like, at least at first, especially at first, like it was me that was trying to take care of everything, like the house, food, cleaning laundry bringing you all your meals and like that was it it legit took me probably three weeks to be able to like climb the stairs normally go up and down the stairs yeah and i'm 14 weeks out and i still don't think i'm like a hundred percent yeah so it's so yeah and so that 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 itself was hard but then like going back to work and still you being in the same state and like me trying to figure out how much I could, you know, get away and help you or vice versa, you know, that was just like extreme. I was like so anxious the entire day of work. And I like, I felt like I couldn't sit down and just like be in my office because I felt guilty that I wasn't Mm -hmm. helping you and you were like in pain and all that stuff. And so it was, um, at first it was much more of a, a difficult thing, but we've, we've definitely found a, we found a good balance and a good rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. What um, <clears throat> what other aspects of life with him should we talk about? Um, like what is it? How how are, how is the schedule different? I guess like how is our how do our days look different? Well, um, I sleep much later in the day. Like I wake up much later because. 
I feel like I'm not up on my mic. There we are. Um, because I'm up all night. Yeah. Um, and he sleeps pretty well. He sleeps pretty well. Even if I don't, I think he sleeps well. But yeah. um, I'm still waking up to feed him. Um, and anxious when he goes to sleep. And so I wake up much later. And he goes to sleep late anyway, you know? Yeah. Um, and so there's that. And then it's just really weird to not do school or work. Mm. Um, and for it to just be me and him all day. And so I have trouble finding the balance between filling my week way too much um, and doing multiple things every day, going to see some people... Um, going to coffee, going to my mom's house or to your parents' house, um, the balance between that and doing nothing the whole week. Because it could be really like easy maybe to going on a walk, you know. It could be really easy to like over or underdo it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I think our schedule is very inconsistent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say it's quite inconsistent, but I think we're getting better. I think so. At finding some consistency. Yeah. Yeah. But because we stay at home most of the time, it's not like the super strict, you know. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of just whatever. can't do anything. Yeah, it's just kind of whatever. And it's honestly, I think the thing that's been nice is that he hasn't really, having him has not super impacted our schedule. Like, it's not, we don't really do a lot less things than we did before. Now we were never people who were super into like, you know, going out like on the town and stuff like that. Like we were, we weren't going out to places that you can't take a baby anyway, but we, um, other than like movies occasionally, we like going to movies, but we pretty much like we're very family oriented. And so most of our going places, we're just going to our parents' houses anyway. Mm-hmm. And so now we just go and take him and like, going to church things like our church is full of babies and so it's not like very different obviously there's more like we have a lot more considerations to make when we're deciding if we can go somewhere or like what it'll take to have him with us and there are certain things that we just are like yeah he won't do well there but um, i think mostly we've just had to make the decision that it's not that deep yeah you know like once we were like I mean, just grab the diaper bag. Come on. Yeah, and like it's, it was fine. And then, and then also, just he's fine. Mm-hmm. Like that, he's really, like if he's a little fussy or a little uncomfortable or whatever, like it's okay. That's been a thing in general that we've learned. Like something that you struggle with at first a lot was and the probably, second that yeah. he made a sound, I was like, I have to get him. I have to pick him up. Yeah, and I would, I would try to like sometimes I would try to be like, honey, like it's okay for him to cry for five or ten minutes without someone getting him like like you said about okay being, that's kind of long <laughs> he's fine like you being in the shower like what you talked about like mm-hmm. if you started fussing while you were in the shower you're like what do i do and it's probably because of like the bond thing you were talking about but for me i'm like he can cry for a second like he's okay you know and i think we've both like we've both gotten better at that i've gotten better at knowing when i need to get him immediately and when and you've gotten better at knowing when you can let him not cry it out because cry it out is not a great way to think about it but just like you have to take care of yourself too 
Yeah. Like if I'm making my food, I have to let him sit there while I finish making yeah. my food sometimes, you know, instead of just getting him immediately and feeding him first and, you know, feeding yeah. myself. And yeah, I think the biggest lesson I've learned or I'm learning is I have to take care of myself mm-hmm. first, honestly. Um, and I don't have to come last. I need to come first a lot of the time because I yeah. can't take care of him if I can't take care of me. No, if all. I'm not taken care of, um, if I haven't eaten anything the entire day, I don't have the energy to make sure he's okay. Um, and then my milk supply will go down and I can't feed him, you know, things like that. So that's a very like real physical consequence of not taking care of myself, mm-hmm. not being able to feed him. But, um, so everyone like people around you and like other moms and stuff have encouraged you of that too. Like, mm-hmm that that's the most important thing that you need to do and probably aren't doing mm-hmm. is like self-care mm-hmm. because it's so, it's so easy and I can see why, like for you to just let yourself think that you don't matter because he's like unable to take care of himself. And so, you know, because you're, he's your direct responsibility that you're just like, well, I'll get know, around to it. I'll do with me later. Yeah. And I had, I had, there were so many times where I had to tell you like, honey, you can't, go until 5 p.m. without eating anything like you know like and you have to you have to like take showers and feel like sometimes like get dressed and like because i can see your mental health just like take it take a hit when you don't do those things mm-hmm. and so i've been really like you've been really you've been getting a lot better at that mm-hmm. and i've been really happy because i've seen you like remember that you're a person and that you need care you know yeah yeah uh, what else is there? You know, I'm not sure. I can't, we didn't prepare for this part, so I don't really have specific questions that I, um, have to answer or anything like. I think that's honestly it. Yeah. If you guys want us to go more in depth with the new parent life, um, please like, yeah comment questions we'll post on instagram and facebook um because we have a facebook page now we do um so yeah i will post that we came out with the episode on both of those and just comment on their specific questions that Mm -hmm. you have for us if you want us to do kind of like a part two on new parent life and kind of go more in depth with it and not just kind of an overview um because we don't mind talking about it we just don't know what to talk about (laughs) legit so and yeah like we did this episode because people ask for it otherwise it's not necessarily something we would have done so Mm -hmm. yeah just let us know we like when you guys have suggestions and stuff because ultimately we want to talk about stuff that you guys want to hear about so Mm -hmm. um i think that's honestly it we've been going for a while so we need to eat dinner um what's our thing what's our thing for the um just let's just go good old-fashioned something spaghetti and meatballs that's what we're having for dinner Okay. Spaghetti and, spaghetti and meatballs just commented there's an emoji for that even yeah super easy no one's gonna have to do any work this week yeah it's all right um you know so comment spaghetti and meatballs man by the way we <clears throat> always love seeing you guys comment oh it's the best it's like the those best things. part of our week like every week. it makes us so <laughs> happy especially when you kind of get creative with it um like when your dad did the uh man, mississippi JVP. tree stump one he, he spent, whatever it was he spent more than 10 minutes on that 
<laughs> no, he just had like a whole <laughs> big emoji picture, something or other. It was really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we love those when we you do. guys do them. I remember when we were like doing it consistently the first time we did something about like drawing an alligator or something. An alligator in a sun hat, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. And we got some drawings and they were amazing. Um, yeah, y'all look pretty cool. Yeah. We will be back at some point with another episode. Mm-hmm. And um, we will probably do... I don't know what we're going to do next, actually. I can't really I'm say. Not sure. Next is dinner and then going to bed. And that's about all we got. Yep. So, <laughs> um, see you guys next time, I guess. Yep. All right. <laughs> see ya. All right. Catch you on the flippity flip. Peace. Peace. <laughs>